Welcome to C-Suite Radio. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me! Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Brett Allen here chatting with uh, Heather Matarazzo. I am so excited to talk to you. Um, I came across your, I don't know, I was just strolling through TikTok randomly and I saw (laughs) you pop up on there and I was like, I need to invite them to come on the show because, I mean, you've had such a robust career uh, and you are still very busy. So thank you for your time. Um, and, uh, I appreciate it. I'm excited to chat with you today. I'm excited to chat with you too. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a, Ooh, it's, it's, it's been a time. I'm very thankful. Um, I feel very grateful. Um, I feel like I felt like I was in my forties when I was in my twenties and I'm just about to turn 40 and I feel like I'm, a, I'm in my twenties finally. So yeah, no, I get that. Uh, it's very interesting uh, like I said, I just I don't do much on TikTok other than just watch silly cat videos with my eight year old. But um, he he was actually on TikTok and and I saw you answering questions from fans because I I think they find and me too I think too your career so fascinating because your career I mean you started at a very young age uh, and just welcome to the dollhouse I think is where you were sort of thrust into, you know, the stratosphere of, of acting, but people ask you random questions on there and you, I love your responses because they're so honest and candid. Um, What do people most connect you with? I mean, is it because you've just done so many like huge films, television shows? uh, I mean, just the gamut for sure. It's a, I mean, that's the thing. I am very fortunate that my community is as unique as I am. So there's no go-to answer. You know, um, like if I have grown men come up to me, I'm like, oh, they most likely are going to talk about either devil's advocate or they're going to want to talk about Hostel 2 or Dream. And then I find that they want to talk to me about Princess Diaries, you know? And then I have like young women and that come up to me and I think, oh, they for sure are going to want to talk about Princess Diaries and they're going to want to ask me about Annie and Julie. And then they want to talk to me about Welcome to the Dollhouse or they want to talk to me about Scream or Hostel. It's so it's, I never know what I'm going to get. Uh, (laughs) every time I think that I'm like, oh, yeah, I I know what you're going to come talk to me about. I'm continuously surprised. Yeah, I would think so. It's interesting because like a lot of actors get asked that question and they it's kind of a joke where they can look at the person and sort of guess like the demographic um, as to what. Well, for me, it definitely probably wouldn't be Princess Diaries, although I've, I've seen that, but I would definitely 
say probably the latter, probably scream or hostile or even, you know, I mean, because I think you've just been a part of so many different types of people's childhood. Um, but definitely, I would say welcome to the dollhouse, again, is probably really, at least from what I've done in, in research is what sort of launched you into this career. Yes, but Because yes. I remember you going on to Letterman when that film first started to really gain traction and things like that. So I guess my question would be is what sort of drew you into the industry? Because you started it at such a very young age, like most do, I would say, assumably. I mean, I don't, I, I always use that. I, I, I always quote Morgan Freeman when he won the Golden Globe. I think it was for his Lifetime Achievement Award. And he talked about, I don't, he was like, I don't know if acting chose me or I chose it. And okay. I feel that for me, it's a, it's a bit of both, you know, um, I, for lack of a better term, I was discovered by someone when I was seven and I, you know, went in for my f- first audition and I booked it right off the bat, went in for my second audition, booked that right off the bat. And, um, I, I continually, I, I was steadily working and, and then I, I got the opportunity to do Dollhouse when I was 11. And, and yeah. yeah, that was the one that kind of set my career ablaze as it were, but I was never, you know, I didn't, uh, cause back when I started was like the early nineties, you know, like late eighties, early nineties. And I never fame, fame then wasn't w- what it is now. Right. And I never wanted to become an actor to be famous. It really was, oh, I could do that. There was like a deep longing in my spirit that at that age I couldn't put into identifiable words. But looking back now, it was, I was just a pure raw nerve of feeling. Okay. Everything all the time. And as soon as I stepped into a character, everything quieted and made sense. And it was, oh, now I know how to uh, utilize these emotions that are at my disposal and uh, they're given an appropriate channel through uh, the, the emotional blueprint that the, the writer has provided. Wow. I, I, I just find that so fascinating because I talked to so many different actors who have been in the business, you know, for, you know, the times vary, but I want to talk about something that you said I find interesting is that, you know, you got started at this age and you, it's, I think, you know, if you're, you're discovered, so to speak, and then you just, your career just goes like it does. So when you say fame is different, like, is that because of social media now? And sort of that seems to be part of the equation for a lot of people. Like, what are your followers? How, what is your oh, presence course. like Abs- on absolutely. social media? Cause I understand that's big part of it now, especially when it comes to films, they want to not just talk to you about talent, but they want to know what your social media presence is like, and are you going to be able to help sell tickets? Cause the days have gone by now, I think where the studio is just pumping endless amounts of cash 
to promote a film. If that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, no, that's the impression sure. I get. For sure. I mean, I've, I, I feel like I've been put in a fortunate position where, you know, it's not up to me whether or not a film does well. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the face. I'm not the main. Um, I, I get to have that fun with the, the supporting roles, you know, um, and, and, and within that too, you know, yeah, there's, there's definitely the business has changed and fame has changed by way of social media and follower account and all of that stuff. Um, and that is something that I've never, was always very difficult for me because it, it was, A, I, 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 I feel most comfortable on TikTok out of, out of all of the social media things. I feel like I understand TikTok well. It's easy. Uh, Whereas Twitter is just an intellectual masturbation set session. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You know, um, with some random like cat photos. Um, and Instagram is, uh, I don't even know what Instagram is. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember a time like when my a former manager of mine was like, you need to get these numbers up, casting directors like really love you and whatever, but um, they want to make sure you have at least 50,000 followers. And I'm like, wow. dude, I, I have like a few thousand, like, what do you want from me? So then it's that thing of having to put in extra work and extra time wow. trying to manufacture numbers. And I'm not that person. You know what I mean? I sure. don't know. I, I wasn't it's that double-edged sword, right? Where it's, I'm not a fan of bullshit. Sure. And so um, posting just to post and, and the self granulation or whatever it is. And that thing of like, like me, like me, like me, follow me, follow me, follow me, ba, 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 ba. the roles that, that I am seeking are seeking me. And every single role that I've gotten, I know has been meant for me. And I've just, I've just decided to, erase myself from the narrative uh, that is uh, prescribed and, and put forth by the industry of entertainment. It's just, it's not for me. Yeah. So you're at a point now where you're just choosing the things that you want to do and that are important to you. That's it. That's a it. Storyteller and that- not, and you're part of, I don't know, Shia LaBeouf said it kind of interestingly. It's like, he's he sort of, in and surrounded Hollywood, but is not a part of it necessarily. And so for you, it's more of like, you want to do things that you are passionate about, whether it's a big, you know, studio picture like Scream mm-hmm. or maybe even Hostel, I, I guess would be considered studio, but that was sort of like an independent, those guys that put those movies together. I mean, I don't, you know, they just happen to do something that was different and then Hollywood so to speak sort of discovered them later and was like oh we want now we want to be a part of this you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. once yeah that's how it always that's how it always once it became so popular because I know um initially like I was watching an interview with those guys and they were talking about how nobody was interested in the story but they were telling something that was so kind of different and it wasn't like in the same vein as most horror genres were and so you get to kind of do what you want and still be successful at it, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing is that I've done both. 
Yeah. Right. Where, where I've, I've put myself in positions where I've said yes to things when my heart was telling me no, because we live in a capitalistic society. And because I was, because this had been my career for such a long time and it's five bills to pay. So it's that thing of nobody's going to see this piece of shit and I get to have my rent covered for the next two months. And it got to this point though, where I started to feel gross and like I was killing my inner artist just to survive. And it's not why I started. Like, it's not why I became an actor. You know, I, I became an actor because I feel that I have a gift of being able to being able to, to alchemize feelings and, and characters that I get to portray. I'm a really good channel. Um, and when you start making decisions that aren't in service to the work, but are, are, are in service to just survival, I was like, I need to do something else because this isn't working for me anymore. Um, and it was a, it's, it's been like a, I, I feel like a journeyman, you know, it's, it's been a really long process of how do you live in a capitalistic society while getting to stay, while getting to keep your integrity, not only personally, but professionally, and then also make a, make a living that doesn't make you feel like garbage. Yeah, no, I, I get it. You know, I was, I can't remember, I was watching some talk show, I think it was Stephen Colbert, and he said something like, you know, Hollywood's coming up, you know, on the 100th anniversary of the sign and just Hollywood in general. And for lack of a better term, you know, it's like a box of broken toys that needs to sort of, you know, they were talking to Olivia Wilde about her film, Don't Worry, Darling. And, you know, she said, it's like, well, when women directors are doing this and the other, they're considered sort of like aggressive or calculated, but male directors, when they behave a certain way, you know, they're considered, you know, leaders and stuff like that. Passionate. Passionate. Yeah. Oh, I'm a passionate director. And, um, you know, so it's kind of like things are changing. You know, if, if you had to get your start now, as opposed to, you know, 15, 20 years ago, when you got started, I imagine, and I'm just guessing it would probably be very difficult uh, to have, I mean, you're obviously a very talented person. So, there's no surprise that you've had the success that you've had. And I really do mean that, but I maybe it's, that. it's very true. Cause I mean, your body of work is so robust, but maybe a young person coming into the industry now might face a lot more challenges. Do you get solicited for advice when you like go to these comic cons and stuff? Do you have people come up to you and ask you, how do I get started or how, how, how do I begin the business? I mean, I don't, I don't get a lot of those questions. I, I don't get a lot of those questions because I think that people, again, have this idea that, well, I'll just go, I, I'll make the most viral TikTok video. I'll do that thing. I'll like, whatever, you know, they're not. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't get that. I, I, I don't get that a lot. You know, that's surprising. But so it's mostly just fans connecting with you. So if you had to give somebody advice to get started in the industry or just really any sort of 
creative space, what would that be? I mean, what would you just do it. I mean, with Start. technology and cell phones, I mean, I mean, there's no reason. I mean, know, here's the biggest thing. You just have to be, you just have to be a little mad and, and be willing to be vulnerable. Are you willing to be vulnerable? Are you willing to share yourself? Are you willing to like, how much are you willing to share yourself? What is your intention behind sharing yourself? And, and, and you can get lost in the fray sometimes with all of the intellectualizing about the thing when it really is like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just scared. I'm scared. And, and sometimes the only thing to, uh, to circumvent the fear is to walk through it and just do it. Because the, the thought of the potentiality of what might happen if I do the thing is a lot more uh, oppressive than actually just taking the action. And, you know, occasionally if you need to get a paper towel and wipe some egg off your face, so be it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got a little bit of a yolk facial. What do you want? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's it's tough, love, really, because the industry that you're in is just so brutal, you know, and although it's rewarding because you get to create great things that you've done. Well, look at, look at, look at the Duplass brothers, look at, uh, you know, uh, Robert Rodriguez, look at Lynn Shelton, look at all of these filmmakers, like Lynn Shelton lived in Seattle, you know, the Duplass brothers, like they didn't live in Los Angeles. They didn't go the typical route. They just wanted to make movies and they were going to do what they had to do to create the stories that they wanted to create. And they were going to do it outside of the Hollywood studio system. And that's, and, and that's what I'm here for. You know, it's about getting to build a community where it's like, Oh, like our, my wife and I were literally in the mi- middle of crowdfunding uh, uh, a short slash proof of concept right now. And, and we're just at the beginning of our professional life together in terms of, where we desire to go as a creative team and wow. we're leaving LA. We're moving to Michigan. Yeah. A lot of people are leaving LA. It sounds like, like, yeah, we're, we're, we're leaving Los Angeles. We don't need to be here because the biggest thing that we want is to find that creative community. Yeah. Like, and I'm a, I love, I, I love words. I'm a huge fan of etymology and I love breaking down words and getting to find the origin of things. And, I just think of community and I think of communion and I think of just that coming together. Um, And I've had some great uh, mentors in that way where I look at someone like Gary Marshall, who had the same crew with him for almost 30 years. And there's a reason that, that those people desired to work with him again and again and again and again, because he was creating a sense of family where everybody had a say and he was getting the best and brightest minds that he could find and surround himself with because he knew that you can't create a movie or any um, piece of art in a vacuum. Yeah. Well, I know you have a very busy day. I, I do have one last question. I, you, again, we could talk for hours about your body of work, but the one film that I, I want to just expound on for just a brief moment huh? uh, saved. Uh, I, coming from a religious background growing up, uh, evangelicalism, I found that film to be like, I mean, life really imitating art, art imitating life. I was a bit of a sleeper. And then I think even now I would say it's above a cult classic. Uh, even the pastor skip, I went to a church where there was a skip. So what, 
let's talk about this film just briefly here because it was so fascinating. Um, though I just I rewatched it recently, and uh, I forgot how wild of a ride that film is. So regarding Saved, I got that script when I I think I had just turned eighteen and. I read the script. Jenna Malone had already been attached. Nobody else was attached at that point. I remember I met the director, Brian Danley, uh, and, uh, about it, and I loved it. I mean, he originally wanted me for the role of Cassandra, uh, Cassandra Edelstein. That ended up getting played by Eva um, Marie. And, you know, I was attached to that project for two years before we finally got it made and like brought on Mandy and then Matt came on board and Patrick um, and the Mary Louise and, and Martin. Um, and I remember we went to like a Jesus, like a Jesus camp type thing to, to do some research. And at that time, you know, like I, I was the kid that always got kicked out of religious education classes. Okay. I was raised Catholic. Um, and I never understood that idea of, well, why do you have to meet all of these conditions that God sets in order to receive unconditional love? Because doesn't that mean that it's kind of conditional? And yeah. I would get sent to the office. I would get sent to the office. Asking questions like that because it just it didn't make sense. Um, and, you know, I think that movie is more relevant today than it ever was, considering just the recent turning overturning of Roe v. Wade, the, oh, the 100%. insane um, draconian measures that are, 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 are that that people in power are trying to push uh, for anti LGBTQ legislation. You know, it's 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 a hot mess and it's all under the guise of religion, you know, and and I I just think of that one scene with with Hillary Faye, Mandy's character, and she throws that Bible at Mary. Yes. She's like, filled with Christ's love. She's like, oh, the Bible is not a weapon, Hillary Faye. You know, <laughs> and a great movie. And it really, it speaks to everything because it speaks to the hypocrisy of, of you can't, it's, 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 you can't speak love out of one side of your mouth while spewing hate out of the other side. Yeah. You know, and, and love is love is love is love. Like Lynn Miranda got it right. You know, like love is love. And Jesus said, like the greatest commandment I give unto you is to love one another. Yeah. Like love each other as you love yourself. And, and my thing with that is always, well, it's pretty damn hard to love your neighbor when you don't even know how to love yourself. I love it. Yeah, that there's so many great scenes in that film. The speaking in tongues scene, I think is probably one of my favorite. What is she saying? I think she's saying this. <laughs> um, so she she's got a hot yeah, that was great. Um, well, fantastic. I appreciate your time. This has been a real pleasure just sort of taking a bird's eye view of your career. Um, best of luck to you and uh, your wife on the move and exiting Thank you. L.A. And uh, Thank you. 
excited to see what's next for you, Heather. Thank you so much for hanging out today. Thank you. And support our crowdfunding campaign if you can, the green ribbon around Jane's neck. Yes, we'll put a link in the show notes for this. Absolutely. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.